Hello and welcome to the Spooky Shelf Podcast. I am your host, Joe Ducaro. In this podcast, I invite my guests to curate their very own Spooky Shelf, comprising 13 titles that they think is the best the horror genre has to offer. Now, my guests today are the wonderful ladies from the Drunken Horror Podcast, and this marks our very first two-parter Spooky Shelf Podcast, because... We got into it. We really, really dug deep into some interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, the the whole thing all told about two and a half hours long. So this is the first roughly hour and a bit. That is rough, isn't it? Hour and a bit. Um, where we're putting together three separate spooky shelves. I don't know if there's some sort of health and safety laws that we violated by putting up three shelves at the same time. But, you know, you got to take risks sometimes. you got to take risks, you know? So... Uh, this episode was a long time in the making, so I'm very, very pleased to finally be releasing this one. Remember to subscribe to the Spooky Shelf podcast and give us a five-star rating where possible. That really, really helps, apparently. Bump us up the charts? Might do. I don't know. But, you know, everyone says it. So, uh, without further ado, let's go over and put up a Spooky Shelf with Rebecca, Alice and Luna from the Drunken Horror podcast. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Fancy seeing you guys here. How are you doing? Are we all okay? Yeah, yeah. doing well. Yeah. yeah. Yes, thank, <laughs> you. thank you. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I am very much looking forward to hearing all your picks for uh, your your spooky shelves. Rebecca, is that? Are you boozing? Are you on the swigs? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only two point five percent because I overdid oh. it at our last episode this week. So. Oh no! Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just necking it. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> What was it? What was the what was the uh, the drink? Luna's drinking as well. Hang right, hang on. If <laughs> no, I'm not. Let's do this properly because I did come prepared. Given that this is drunken horror. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Mine's, Cheers. Mine's a, I mean, it's a diet coke. Yeah, I'm just drinking water, unfortunately. But nice. I was... has anyone ever talked to you about brandy? Because if you call yourselves the drunken horror, fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I'm drinking straight vodka. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that water bottle Your says Smirnoff. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alice is partial to a Smirnoff ice. I, yeah. I you know Alice, but, you know. <laughs> so, are you aware then, Alice, of um, the ritual known as icing somebody? Oh. Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, this because... is fantastic. Um, yeah, because it's on um, an episode of Below Deck, um, and I watch a lot of Below Deck. So. <laughs> oh, wow. My, my yeah. wife is a huge fan of that show. Like, it's unhealthy. Like, <laughs> I, didn't know that, I didn't know they'd done it on, on Below Deck. I, I was aware of it from um, the, the RKG guys. But, like, honestly, I, I, I had a smell of ice the other day for the first time in about 15 years. Oh, they are so sweet. They are. Yeah, it's just sugary water. It's minging. <laughs> when it hits about one a.m. though, and you need that sugar hit, you know. Because <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? I'm in a club when I'm in my thirties. I I need to have something sugary to keep me going. <laughs> There's already been some poor decisions made. What's one more gonna do? You know, exactly. Like, so, I'm supping on a on a lost lager, so <laughs> we'll go for that. I I did have. Uh, there is a bottle of 19 Crimes, which I understand is a, it, it's featured quite a few times on Drunken Oh, how, yeah. we love a 19 Crimes. Yeah, oh, we do. Every time you've mentioned it. It's lovely. It's a nice it, drop, that. It's a yeah, lovely drop. It's, it's very really good. good. <laughs> and it's a great criminal on the front of the bottle. It's, you feel like you're at a public execution or something. It's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's yeah. what we want from our wine. 
exactly yeah yeah we are hoping for some sponsorship if we mention them enough that's that's actually quite a good shout yeah because yeah i mean there's a there's a bloodthirsty angle to 19 crimes i imagine you could go down 100 percent definitely if you listen to 19 crimes text in um yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) amazing then right let's get started putting up some shelves who's the best at diy I want to say Alice. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not. I, Alice, Alice has that vibe about her. Like, I don't know what it is, but if I had to pick anyone, it would be probably Alice. No, I mean, thank you, but definitely not. I'm the one that stands there with my, like, hands on my hips going, oh, yeah, you're doing a good job. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll put the kettle on. I'll do the teas. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, then. Let's get started with my first question for the three of you. Um, what I'll do is I'll sort of round robin it and I'll, I'll pick out who to go first, shall I? Because it just makes it sure. a bit easier rather than everyone yeah. jumping in on the first No one. worries. So my first question for you lot is, what was the very, ho- the very first horror film you ever saw? Luna, I'm going to come to you first, please. Oh, see, this is, uh, I think we, uh, when I joined, I was telling you that I got kind of got stuck Mainly because I, it's not because I can't pick something, it's mainly because I have like multiple memories of seeing mm-hmm. very different films, but I just can't place the age. Um, but the ones that stood out to me the most are, I want to say, probably Scream or Alien. Um, so very, the very first screen, because I, I, to this day, have like fond memories of like seeing Drew Barrymore get killed and hung by the tree. So <laughs> like that, because I remember they showcased that at my school and my brothers took me that because they had this Halloween special thing going on. And um, I actually dressed as Ghostface, actually, now that I remember it. <laughs> um, didn't know what it was, but I just kind of liked it. And I, sh- I have a picture of that somewhere. I should Maybe I should put that on the Instagram for Drunken Horror. But I want to say it was, I'm going to say Scream just because I, I really remember that specifically, not really knowing what the film was, but I just remember Drew Barrymore being killed and being like, oh, yeah, that's Drew Barrymore. And I was like, adulthood. I think, well, what, what I'm 100% doing with your DVD of Scream Luna, it comes with that costume. So you can yes. put it back on and just relive those. I would, I would love that, personally. How, how old did you say that you were? You would have been seeing Scream for the first Gosh. time? Gosh. <sighs> I want to say it would have been between the ages of... Because it was, it was in South Africa. So I moved to England when I was 11. So I want to say I must have been about seven, eight, or nine. Oh, good. I, yeah, far too young then. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I was yeah, I was very young, very much exposed to a lot of horrendous things as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. That is that is quite the common theme with this mm. question. A lot of people from sort of the the online horror community they all say, "Oh yeah, I was far too young to experience all this," but yeah. here we are, all yeah. chat, chatting about. Yeah, horror. that's what we found as well when we chat to mm-hmm. people about like their relationship with horror it's always well we found that it's always dads pretty much i think it's i think so far it's only been mike munzer who said like my older sisters got me into horror <laughs> and i think that it's been dads all throughout so far so mm. <laughs> yeah, i'm thinking back to my sort of the people i've had on and yeah dad's introducing people to horror is very um very prevalent it seems yeah to my dad the 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 most that my dad and I bonded over anything was Walking Dead. He he hates mm. all horror stuff, loves an apocalypse thing. I don't know, 
my parents exactly the same love horror no no hate horror but absolutely mm. love like walking dead or anything apocalypse theme and i'm just like but you don't you, you hate it when i put horror on i don't understand what is this <laughs> hypocrisy it's very it's yeah because let me Honestly. tell you what what the walking dead doesn't have is any fucking joy so the same thing yeah. over and over again it's misery 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 <laughs> then a bit yeah. of reprieve and then oh some kid gets shot in the head or something oh we gotta move on now. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so Luna, your pick is Scream with okay, scream. Added is, novelty yeah. costume. Fantastic. Yes. Um, <laughs> Alice, let's go. I will say this: costumes are not mandatory for every answer, but <laughs> you never know. Alice, we'll come back down to you for that one. Then, what was the very first horror film you ever saw? Um, so I think it was The Others, uh, which, and it was probably when it was. I don't think I saw it at the cinema, and it was probably when it was a friend had it on dvd and we watched it so i was probably about 11 10 or 11 um when i saw it probably closer to 11 i think rather than 10 um but yeah i remember being absolutely terrified by it like the um the the kind of famous bit with um when the girl what we think is the girl's possessed by the um by the old lady and she's in the little like uh, wedding dress playing like that oh, stuck yes. with me for so long that scene mm. like <laughs> <laughs> so this, now this okay we've come to this point quite early on in the podcast which is quite good but basically one of the big gaps i've realized there is in this format is that i've not seen every horror film <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the others is included in that list it came up i was recording with somebody yesterday somebody who you recorded with not too long ago actually uh and they mentioned the others and yeah it's just it's just one of the you know there's just these gaps that sometimes there are just these films that have eluded you you know so, yeah so have you gone back to the others then alice do you watch it regularly is it a regular watch for you or is it very much just like that was the one that got me in now i'm on some other stuff um i don't I, it's not a regular watch but i think it got put onto netflix so fairly recently it's probably been taken off now because netflix hates horror movies um <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, don't get me started on hush i can't just, <laughs> i know yeah maybe prime will buy it don't know here we go who Sorry, knows but um it, yeah i think i i re-watched it then and it was still like holds out very well i think mm-hmm. i i probably re-watched it quite a lot when i was younger um because it was that was the kind of first a horror movie that I saw so I was a bit like okay I'm gonna keep keep watching this one because of the scary bit (laughs) um but yeah it's not on my regular rewatch list but it's really good like and I think that considering it's like a 12 certificate as well Mm. I'm like it's quite scary still like it's there's got some really good moments in it some really good mm-hmm. horror moments i wonder if it's one of those ones where it's like you know the, the big misconception i think the woman in black had it about 10 years ago didn't it it's like yeah. well just because it's certificated for 12 years it doesn't mean it's aimed at 12 girls because i think there was a lot of complaints from it so i wonder if it was the same for the others but I don't yeah know. it could have been yeah but yeah it's a great one definitely watch it it's uh, so you know, good yeah that's that's twice now it's been emphatically put it on this podcast right you need to see it so I'm, <laughs> yeah i'm about to have some time off i'm gonna catch up on all the stuff i haven't seen that has been brought yeah. up in this podcast briefly. <laughs> excellent stuff alice uh the others for you no novelty costume it's not necessarily a pop <laughs> not even a wedding dress yeah. <laughs> excellent rebecca let's come to you what was the very first horror film you ever saw so I'm not 100% on this, but I think it was uh, The Grudge. 
Um, wow. Yeah, so I was quite a lot late uh, starter with horror films. Um, when I was a child, I was absolutely terrified of everything to the extent that my parents had to like pre-watch things before I watched them to make sure there was like nothing scary on there. Do you know, I'm 100% behind that as a very responsible parenting decision. Yeah. I think mm. people could do, should do that. For sure. Yeah. And literally, I think um, I, I have this really clear memory from my uh, childhood of going into the living room and like Murder, She Wrote or something was on. And like just from it having... Angela Lansbury. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And just because it had murder in the title, I like I'm away screaming like I can't watch this shit. <laughs> That's um, adorable. <laughs> and like even now when I go home, like casualty or something will come on and my mum will be like, Are you okay watching this? And I'll be like, Mum, I have a horror podcast now. I'm fine. <laughs> I've grown as a person now, mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, this was quite uh, late on. Um, I clearly remember when I was about 12 at school, um, in the classroom over lunchtime, some of the kids were like playing the grudge, like there was like an online game of it or something. Um, and I remember being like terrified of it and not being able to be in the room. Um, and then several years later, probably when I was like 15 or something, I decided to like give myself a little scare and watch the grudge on my own. Um, the <laughs> 2004 one and um i actually thought it was shit and wasn't scared at all which is... <laughs> <laughs> probably did you, uh, did you quite the favor i supposed to go actually do you know what i'm tougher than this so yeah yeah <laughs> a bit if of strength been, uh Juon, the original japanese one i'd probably shout myself and never watch her again so. <laughs> so again so this may be sacrilegious but uh i've seen the it's it's sarah michelle geller isn't it is in the remake i've seen that version i own the original japanese version and again it's just one of those ones i've not got around to i'm realizing there's a big gap for sort of ghost and haunting movies (laughs) for me which is (laughs) i'd never really you know noticed that it was an absence of mine but 100 percent, yeah just i just don't know that a huge amount about ghost movies but um so yeah so how would you say sorry it was it was 15 that you were watching I think so. I can't put my finger on exactly when it was. Really, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I do. St- I do still quite appreciate that. You know, you said, oh yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was later than everybody else. Fifteen. That's still quite <laughs> young to be watching. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Okay, great. Let's move on to the second film. I'm going to ask you all for now. This I think might be my second favorite question of all that I get to ask. Uh, which film scared you the most? Let's let's go back in reverse order. So Rebecca, we'll start with you for this one, shall we? Which one scared yeah. you the most? So after watching The Garage, I obviously got a bit too brave. And... <laughs> was, it, was it whatever you watched next? The second <laughs> film? <laughs> yeah. So I decided to just go straight in and watch The Exorcist. And it oh my lord. Me up. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> That is, that is walking before running before you can walk. That is the yeah. definition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um I don't actually find The Exorcist that scary anymore. It's just not kind of a subject matter that scares me. Uh, but I remember after watching it, um, I don't know if uh, any of you get this, but you know, have you ever like in the bathroom on your own, and like th- no. <laughs> 
No, I'm, I'm in the bathroom on my own. Wondering which extremely personal question you're about to ask. Uh, yeah. Like, I was like, where's this going? That time in the bathroom on my own is my own time, thank you very much. Between me and me. Well, Sorry. The... <laughs> For some reason, being in the bathroom on my own is when I'm the most scared, like at, at any point. Like that's when I will freak myself out. Um, and I have a thing where I can't look into mirrors, especially not in the dark. <laughs> so you know, I just I remember. Just, but here's the, here's the thing about what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's oh, you know, haha, it's all. Fun. But really, though, if you're in a bathroom, generally speaking, you're you might be about to engage in an activity where you, if you're about to have a bath or a shower or something, you're probably at your most vulnerable, aren't you? You don't even have the protection of clothes on or everything and then mirrors make you more aware of what's going on around you so you start thinking oh there could be i don't know some gribbly hanging off the shower curtain or something so there probably is something deep rooted psychologically there he said just based on absolute bullshit. <laughs> but... the armchair psychology is out <laughs> yep. just, uh... <laughs> Interlace my fingers. Sorry, continue. You, you can't look in mirrors in the dark. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know where I'm going with this. I just remember after watching The Grudge getting that very intensely in the bathroom on my own. So <laughs> and then exacerbated later by the exorcist. That is quite the gear change, let me tell you. Mm, That's yeah. that is like it really is like running for 10 meters and going, ah, marathon looks a bit easy. I could just, <laughs> just left right over and over again. Isn't it? So, so then, okay, so um, this being the film that scared you the most, I wonder how does that fear, how did that fear manifest itself? Was it sleepless nights? Was it nightmares? Was it seeing things that weren't there? What what was that like? That's the bit that fascinated me. I think it was just when I was in the bathroom on my own. But literally just, it only because... <laughs> Is there is, is there a scene in The Exorcist in a bathroom? Is there no, even a... no, <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, The Exorcist scared you so much it makes you oh, scared of actually. Um, hold that thought. In one of the scary movies, when they rip off The Exorcist, um, the priest actually goes to the toilet and defecates, and it summons all those flies. So maybe Rebecca got the films mixed up. She's actually yeah. really watching scary movies. Do you know how much I would love it, Rebecca, if you think you've seen The Exorcist and what you actually have seen in scary movies? And it scared oh me that much. <laughs> yeah. Also, Luna, that was extremely yeah. polite of you. You can just say shit. It's fine. I, I'm far too. I'm just a, a very posh, sophisticated. sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> Diet Coke's going straight to your head. There's a little something in that Diet Coke, isn't there, Luna? There's a little we all love a bit of laced liquor. So. <laughs> yeah, laced. That's not a nice word, is it? That's not nice. <laughs> Good stuff doesn't happen when the word laced is there, does it? Well, no. Sorry, I'm, I'm fucking about with wire, cream. So. No. Laced with <laughs> lace? I suppose that's the least offensive. Lace with lace. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we digress. Um, Alice, the film that scared you the most, please. So it was a toss-up between two. Uh, and I'm going to... What am I going to pick? I know that this has been mentioned before on your podcast. so But I'm going to go with it anyway. Um, Babadook. I think that's a good one. Oh dear, Tony mm. is not happy. He switched off immediately after that. He's got, I'm not. Happy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, what about the Babadook? What part was it? Was it a particular scene? What was the? 
I think it was just the whole the whole movie I think like it's one of those movies where normally if I'm scared by a movie I can watch it again and I'll be fine but mm. every time I've rewatched Babadook I am like filled with anxiety and I'm just like and like anxiety sweat and like I don't I don't even know what it is about it I think it's a little bit of that kind of like unhinged like mother the child is just horrifically scary as well <laughs> like, when he's like seeing uh, a Babadook everywhere um, and it hasn't even helped that like the Babadook's become a queer icon like that mm-hmm. hasn't helped me either mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, can't, I can't even take solace with that it's just no no it's just like yeah it's just terrifying it's fantastic it's such a fantastic movie and that's why I go back and I rewatch it but mm. I have to really puck up my courage to um <laughs> to rewatch it because I'm like okay I can do this <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a phenomenal phenomenal film isn't it it's an excellent treatise on sort of you know grief and yeah yeah, it's just, it, there is something inherently creepy about pop-up books now, though. It has done that for me. Like, so for my, Definitely. My, my friend's little boy has a pop-up book. He is obsessed with dinosaurs, right? But there's one page that he actually can't look at. I mean, let's be fair, you know, he's not 15 or something. He is, <laughs> in his defense, yeah. less than two years old. Yeah. Um, but there is, there's a pop-up book that he's got, but there's this one page where a Tyrannosaurus is looking like directly at you and its jaws open up sort of like that. Okay. I'm just doing it down the, down the camera. And it really did make me think, hey, there is something actually, you can tap into something pretty creepy with pop-up books. And as soon, as soon as I heard about it, I was like, oh, haunted pop-up book. Yeah. Sign me up. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I and, am gutted that I didn't get to uh, see it at the cinema. Like, I wish that I had that cinematic experience because I bet it was just incredible. Yeah, that, I, I had that with um, another film. I won't mention it in case it comes up because it, it comes up a lot. But there is definitely a film that I, I 100% wish I could have seen that with an audience just for that. There's one mm. moment. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, so obviously Babadook, that came out what? That was 2014, was it? So was it? Yeah. You weren't quite, you know weren't a child at that point i suppose so when you say it scared you the most how did that fear manifest was it you know the sleepless nights was it are you now scared of a different room in your house or <laughs> no no i'm not scared of uh, any rooms in my my house but um, <laughs> it was it was sleepless nights and it it were i think i watched it quite late as well at night and kind of on my laptop in bed, it was before, it was when I was still like, sharing uh, a flat with a housemate. So I didn't have like proper TV set up or anything like that. So I was just in my little room mm. with my laptop, lights all off, watching it. So I think that kind of atmosphere didn't help at all either. And I remember really struggling to go to bed that night and just mm. think I had to stick on like a Disney film or something like that <laughs> afterwards just to like comfort me a little bit. <laughs> like... <laughs> i got to say that, I mean, the number of times that Disney Plus has gone on that I'm just like, I, I just need to chill just for a yeah. bit. I've seen something that's quite intense. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. put the Simpsons back on, you know. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> All right, the Babadook for Alice then. Okay, uh, Luna, which one's um, the most? This, uh, wait, did I have another one? The only one I could really think of um, that like scared me to the point where I it, it jumped, it scared me so much to the point where I ended up getting jump scared and I think my heart like stopped and I had got like a, like a, it felt like someone smacked me in the chest because it just, 
I think I maybe took a breath and gasped and my I just kind of like broke down because it just like this jump scare happened and it just completely knocked me out almost. So um, mine was the fourth kind. Oh, uh, it's Emiliovich. Uh, yes, um, it's like about the alien abductions essentially. Uh, so essentially, there's like a, a town um, where abductions are happening and essentially people are going to a therapist to receive hypnosis to kind of recall what's happening. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's done through tape. Um, but I think between the ages of like, I want to say like eight, like 17 to like 19, I went through like a real deep dive of like alien abductions. It's just like they really fascinated me. And my friend invited me over and we watched this and it fucking terrified the hell out of me to the point where even like for years after it still used to really freak me out I could could never revisit it um just because there's like specific scenes in it that happen that like for example they have owls that kind of have the faces of aliens almost like you know like barn owls they kind of have very deep eyes and they would stare at people you would see them constantly just like staring at people and there would be imageries of like their their face is almost looking like aliens and it was like it was really freaky and it just it just hit it hit hard like hard mm. and um that stuck with me for years and then I was just like oh my god I'm being ridiculous but I did revisit it I think maybe like a couple of years ago and it still just scared me <laughs> even though I completely knew it was coming but the, there's something about this film I think it's because this film like is real and it's like a, a very traumatic recording as well it, it's almost seems very it's very believable which I think is crazy to say but um yeah this one I think is the one that has sat with me for years that has done the ultimate jump scare for me yeah fantastic so I've not actually seen the fourth kind but was is there, there's something odd that happens at the beginning is it doesn't does Mili Jovovich do something like she comes up and says hi I'm Mili Jovovich you're about to watch this film and it's like yes she's presenting it as if it's real is it real yeah so well this is the thing because uh, to be fair I could probably need to double check that it probably isn't it's probably all thick like it's all probably all made up but like it's filmed as if and the evidence provider is kind of set up in a way that is in my opinion very believable mm. or almost next to very close to being believable which kind of like which I think is why I got so freaked out because I think I got completely immersed in these people's traumatic stories and just the way w- what was being said and then kind of sitting in on a hypnosis, I just found it so fascinating. And then these people absolutely convulsing and like trying to explain what's happening to them, like in these abductions, it's actually like, it's really fucking creepy. Um, I definitely like um, this one hit, like definitely hits the hardest for me. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that one out. I'm going to add that mm. to my ever-growing list of uh, stuff to watch uh, in, in my week off next week. Yeah, <laughs> I, I recommend it. I don't think it's a bad film. I do. Th- it definitely definitely scared me, which I feel like... And I don't really hear a lot of people mention it, so mm. I think it's a, l- a little shout-out. Amazing <laughs> stuff. Yeah, well, I'll definitely give that, a, give that a look. That's brilliant. Fantastic stuff. We're getting through them. Okay, so uh, my third disc I'm going to ask you all for is... What's your favourite slasher movie? Does anyone particularly want to jump in first? I think Alice should. This is her. This is her. <laughs> okay. This is I'll like her all it. over. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even though it is, you know, it's my favourite subgenre, um, it is kind of a stereotypical choice, but it is Scream. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, I know it's Scream because it was, I think it was probably the first slasher film that I saw the slasher kind of genre that we know and love like I think I probably saw Psycho before this but that kind of 
teen slasher movies that we that we all know so well um I think that was the first one that I watched and it's what made me fall in love with the subgenre I think and kind of get me more into horror um than just kind of film in general uh it's just it's just great isn't it like it's just so good <laughs> like how can how can you not love scream like <laughs> it is it is pretty good it also i think it is now it's it's the film that has come up the most consistently on yeah the so i think for sort of our generation i think it has had far more cultural impact than i think you know i certainly first first realized and first anticipated um so had you see had you seen many slashes before like you mentioned psycho but was that this was was this your first sort of i think proper he... go at slashes or yeah, I think it probably was. Um, I have such a bad memory for these things. It's like all just kind of mashed into one. But I'm I'm fairly confident that this was it. It could have been this and it could have been Nightmare on Elm Street. Um it's kind of between the two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it was Scream. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first one. Um yeah. It's a pro- I I feel like it's a, a comfort watch anyway. I I last watched it last week on a train coming back from London and I did catch myself at one point just like looking around like has anyone noticed that I'm watching like people getting cut up <laughs> yeah. while I'm just chilling here coming back yeah. from London. <laughs> Scream, excellent. Would you like um a novelty costume that would fit Luna <laughs> on your DVD as well, Alice? Or... <laughs> Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting times two. Yeah, um, thank you. The knife, the knife that I had with the costume. So it was like a huge, like massive toy knife, not even like a little oh, thing. God. It was took up like, if I, I think it took, it was the size of my head in width. It was huge and it glowed in the dark. It was really, it was great. Amazing stuff. <laughs> what would you, what? Why wouldn't you want a knife that, that glowed in the dark? I suppose if you uh, were Ghostface, that actually could work against you, couldn't it? If you're trying to yeah, hide. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. that little lightsaber kicking around yeah, in the corner. But, uh, <laughs> you've seen anglefish, right? Where they lure people in with like, they lure their prey in with like a bit of flashy lights, you know, and then they just smack them. That there would be go. quite unusual if you're, if you're hiding from a killer and you think, well, that's clearly not a killer. What that is, is bioluminescence. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wow. What is that? <laughs> excellent stuff uh rebecca let's come to you for your your favorite slasher please oh oh i can't actually hear you rebecca oh there was movement there was noise how's that hey yeah cool am i loud enough yes yeah Yeah, yeah, cool um yeah so this is a bit of a controversial one because i know a lot of people wouldn't consider it to be a slasher um but mine's a texas chainsaw massacre oh definitely a slasher come mm-hmm. on yeah yeah that's a, a fairly a fairly confident answer for sure there's mm. a lot of debate on the internet about this um i mean i think it's definitely at least a proto slasher so we mm. can get away with it um yeah <laughs> I, th- I think so. Well, I mean, we all nodded in agreement, so I think we could take it as... Re- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good. I saw someone actually describe it as a reverse home invasion movie, which I love, that reading of it. <laughs> yeah, that checks out, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like that. I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> they just sat down for their tea and like, who's that kicking the door? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get a bar. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, tell me about the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre then. When, when did you uh, you first see it? How many times have you seen it? Is it when you go back to a lot? Or yeah, so um, again, I was quite a late comer to this. I was probably in my twenties when I watched this uh, for the first time. But um, since I've watched it a lot, and um, I generally watch it when I feel like being like actually horrified because I really find this film so like harrowing um there's something about it that feels kind of cursed I think it's like the sound design um just uh just there's something that feels wrong about it so sometimes I when you just feel like watching something horrible it's a good mm. go-to that's <laughs> really good for I really like the phrase you use but there feels like there's something wrong about it like I I, I spoke to um I think it was it was Mike Mike Munzer, he said, you know, we were talking about The Shining, and it was like it was almost if, as if they captured something within the celluloid. And I think Texas Chainsaw falls into into that camp as well. Mm. I also think it's really misremembered, like among sort of your your Muggle horror fans, if you know what I mean. Your, your basic, they you know they think it's you know a, a splatter filled, you know, sort of a bloody gore fest. But I think you see what maybe a drop of blood is it there's, yeah there's, there's no there, blood in it it's very bloodless yeah. for a film that's so relentless and um i've had a really good word in my head for them and i was like you were doing so well with this joe and i completely forgot what that <laughs> ferocious for such a ferocious Excellent word. film thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like that's what really works for me as well like um i i feel like the things that get me in horror films are the things that i've get from my imagination so I often prefer not to actually see anything and just kind of the noises are enough in this film yeah a hundred percent because you know what what we fill our minds with that will scare us far more than any sort of image would a hundred percent if you're filling in the gaps because you know what scares you you immediately put the worst thing you can think of in that room or what's happening so yeah, I think you're a hundred percent right with that, Rebecca. Yeah, of course, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, we'll definitely keep that one. My friend Jack maintains it's one of the worst films he's ever seen. What? That's not okay. Well, he think... must have seen a lot of films. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you say that. No. <laughs> we're sort of we're trying to sort of, we're educating him as to like so this is horror. This is what we're all about now, and he yeah. is learning, but he's he's got a long way to go. So. <laughs> uh, Luna, I don't have your favorite slasher yet. So, what is your favorite slasher? Um, mine is to this day. I can never. I I'm in love with him. I think he did nothing wrong, and that is a uh, child's play, Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little aggressive, like fucking, like what is the word when someone's like bad mouthed? Um, like well, potty mouth, sweary. I, I guess so. Yeah, I was trying to think of a like I wanted to say potty mouth, but I felt like is that too nerd like lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Luna, go with ferocious. Yeah, <laughs> ferocious <laughs> mouth. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of some supernatural in it, but all, all in all, it's basically a curse on a like killing rampage who absolutely loves nothing more but to cause havoc mm. and pain in order to get to this poor child. <laughs> and yes. like, yeah, it's fun. It's, uh, I, it's, I find Charles played the entire franchise is just so fun to watch. I mean, even uh, the problematic one, which. Uh, kind of like um uh, the fat like um seed of chucky mm. being the very problematic one but at the same time i all i find it 
incredibly fun the entire franchise so just just run me through what you know uh how you think that the serial killer charles lee ray did nothing wrong so- <laughs> well, how would you feel if you your body got trapped in a doll and you, the only way for you to get out the doll is if you did a body swap and people were like oh you can't do that so it's like well what, what am i meant to do <laughs> I, I don't i just think i just think that people give chuck a bit of a hard time and he's been through a lot and... do you know uh, you, uh, yeah you, you're winning me round, luna actually and what i'm realizing i want to see is the ultimate crossover chucky meets toy story running around andy's <laughs> room just ripping the heads off woody and like killing but stomping on buzz's head yeah that'd be all right i would up. watch that i hated woody so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Seriously. i mean well, Sorry, Sorry, go for it. No, I was no, going to say, as soon as um, Toy Story becomes public domain, that can happen, right? Mm. Like... <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see that in 21-23. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> but no, no, I, it's also because it features like Jennifer Tilly as well, which is like, um, she's I find it absolutely hilarious and just I feel like she she was born to be in this franchise as well so but also she really leans into it as well I think she really enjoys having made those films yes absolutely and I just I don't know she just she just looks like a like an actress that you would have a lot of fun with and I just think mm. the entire franchise, even making it as gory and violent as it is it just looks like a hell of a lot of fun to make yeah. And it, that's why I like it so much as well. It's also got a really good sense of humour. Yes. I rewatched mm-hmm. the first one the other day and I was like, this is really funny. Like the bit where he's in the lift and she goes, ugly dog. She goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my favourite quotes is um, when Tiffany's actually on the phone to like a, a like a, it was kind of like a relapse hotline because she's about to relapse and go back into killing. And they basically like, oh, you know, Jennifer, don't, don't forget, you know, like Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> and she's like, you're so right. Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> 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 I, I, I think I quote that to people when, especially at work, I quote it to people when they're having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Life lessons with child's play. Yeah, I learned I learned that Rome wasn't built in a day. So <laughs> excellent stuff, fantastic choices across the board. There, uh, I think that's actually the first mention of Charles Play. I think it's the only the second for Texas Chainsaw. So, damn. Okay. Yeah, you'd think they'd sort of show up a bit more, but people. We're going to add a lot more. I known all three of us. I think we're going to kind of add a few to the unknown ones. I reckon. <laughs> Excellent. Well, to that end, let's see how we get on with this one then. The fourth disc I'm going to ask all three of you for is what is your favourite ghost or haunting horror film? Does anyone particularly, in the way that Alice dived for this one, does anyone <laughs> particularly want to go for this? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll go. Why not? Um, so this one, I funnily watched this one with my dad when I was a kid um unbeknownst to him realizing I think it was a horror or anything oh no my my dad didn't really respond to as me as a child watching this film um so and it took me for it took me years to find it as well because I always assumed it was what lies beneath but completely different film so the film that I my favorite to this day is Stir of Echoes which features um Kevin Bacon 
so this film is fantastic it has like um it has a really like a quite a violent story to it but like has like a basically kevin's haunted by this girl who's been like was raped and trapped in the walls of this house he's moved into and he basically she's like haunting him because she's just like find my body and help me <laughs> and it's like it's very violent and some of the scenes in it are like uh, like me like I think that's why I remember it. There's like one scene in particular where like um, when she's trying to escape the, the these rapists, her like she's scratching to the floor and all her nails like rip off because she's like clawing her way to try and escape. And it's like really sit, like to this day that film sits with me. And I think I watched that when I was, I mean, this was, that film came out in 1999. So I was very young when I watched it. Um, but it's a great film. And um, I actually didn't realize it fell under the horror category. And so I thought, well, actually, yeah, it's about a bloody ghost and (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it just because it's got kevin bacon in it so you don't necessarily think oh yeah horror a horror film but (laughs) yeah no i I do get what you mean about that one i mean like you know i like arguing that anything can be a can be a horror movie but Mm. yeah i've I've not seen again stir of echoes is one that's that i've not seen but um but yeah no that 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 does sound really quite good actually there, yeah. there was a period where i was the the horror films that i found i was watching it was a lot of family move into house and houses haunted and they're just there was over the past sort of i guess five six years there was a lot of those and i was like oh this is the same narrative again but i do like the sound of stir of echoes that sounds mm. really good um do you know who directed it at all? I, I no, I can find out, but not off the top of my head. Um, okay. It's just because I was so trying to think of it, and I kept thinking, oh, it's what lies beneath, it's what lies beneath. And I was like, no, it is Stir of Echoes, because I literally had to Google girl raped and trapped in wall, fil- wall film, and it literally came up, I was like, this is what I've been looking for. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a specific Google search. Yeah, it was yeah. Um, quite, you know, luckily I put like IMBD and like film, you know, I, was, like, I don't want to just make sure to cover, like, you know. The brackets, it wasn't me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm put on a list now. Yeah. How, how rude! But it's, it, it's a brilliant film, and like I, I think um, it's definitely a film I would happily watch. I think like all the time. I just think it's got quite a cool story. Mm. I mean, quite a sad story. Um, but it's 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 quite cool. I'm I'm 100 given that I want to go. No one's ever said that one before, so that's mm. that's fantastic. Um, Rebecca, let's come down to you for your uh, your favourite ghost or haunting movie. Um, so I would say mine's Del Toro's Crimson Peak. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Which, go on. I love mm-hmm. uh, I love that the ghosts aren't kind of um, presented as your stereotypical ghosts. They're all kind of red because uh, Crimson Peak's set in um, this house that's um, surrounded by like this um, red clay. That's, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So the ghosts are like red for that reason, and then there's obviously, it obviously like signifies like their spilled blood and stuff as well. Um, and yeah, I just the thing is, I always find with Del Toro movies, um, he's so good at world building and like creating these kind of fantastical places that you forget how brutal they can be. Like, yeah. um, I always um do this with his films. Like, I'm like, oh, it's a lovely film, nice comfort film, and then like I start it, and within the fi- first five seconds, there's like a horrific murder or something. A hundred percent. You know where he does it brilliantly is the Pan's Labyrinth is one that gets me like because I'm like, mm. oh, it's just, it's it's nice. She goes off and she has adventures and that, and then suddenly <laughs> someone's getting their nose bottled in, and I'm like, oh, where did this come from? 
<laughs> I get that every time with Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Crimson Pete was it was that was a decent one, wasn't it? I think I've only seen it at once, but I remember thinking, oh, this is pretty good. It's a nice proper, proper gothic, proper gothic ghost story, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah, I love a bit of gothic, and um, also I feel like like Tom Hiddleston and Mia was I never say his name, her name, Mia Wasikowska. Yeah, yeah, um, just work really well together. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, gothic fiction being sort of about you know stiff upper lips and buttoned up and repression all that sort of thing. I think Tom Hiddleston absolutely knows that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna have to give that another watch. You know, it's been a little while. But yeah, it's only when you said about the clay, I was like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Amazing imagery in that one. Fantastic. Okay, Crimson Peak. Cool. Uh, Alice, what's your favourite ghost or haunting horror film? So are we counting possession under this umbrella of uh, hauntings? I think so, because there's an argument to be made that if you're possessed, it's haunted by a person. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, 100%. When you say okay. possession, do you mean the Andrzej Zawoski or do you mean... No, no, I mean a... like the actual the actual uh, physical activity of being possessed. Physical <laughs> <laughs> activity. Because <laughs> um, if so, it's... And yeah, there'll probably be some arguments here and there for this choice, but I'm going to go with The Exorcist. Um, mm-hmm. I know that it's a demon, not a ghost, but you know, still, she is still haunted. Um, and yeah, I mean, this was this was a tough contender for also a film that scared me the most. I think I remember the first time watching this, being absolutely terrified, and it took me a long time and many many rewatches for me to no longer be scared of it mm. um but it's just such a fantastic movie and there is this I love the all the stories behind it and the kind of cursed mm. stories all the like hearsay things about when people went to the cinema and they were people were being sick and there was a woman <laughs> that got went into early labor because she was so scared <laughs> Yeah, and there was like ambulances outside because people were fainting. And oh, did I freeze? I'm in full flow as well. That's a shame. Oh, I know. Oh no. (laughs) Well, I hope we can get. Oh my god, I I hope Pazuzu's not got a. Hang on a minute. Are we in host? Is that what's happening? I think we might be in host. Oh god, (laughs) James Swanton creeping up behind me. Oh, I hope we can get Alice back. Oh, yeah. she'll be back. She always comes back. Unless it's, she doesn't. Sometimes she'll come back. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> is, her, is her camera frozen for everyone else as well? Yes. Yeah. She's very much giving it a sort of... Yeah, it looks like she's... It, might, it looks like she's about to bite the mic. Oh! Hey! hey. Is she back? <laughs> oh, she's, you're muted at the minute, Alice. I'm so sorry. I had no idea what happened there. That's all right. <laughs> we we did we did wonder if actually this has been a whole setup and now we were just in host. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you've coordinated um, this quite well, Alice. But uh, sorry, yeah. you were saying about um, the Exorcist and and people fainting or throwing up and having all sorts of bodily functions as reactions. Yes. Um, so I think I think that's what added to the kind of horror for the, that movie for me as well because. I think I knew all about from my parents, well, from my mum and my sisters um, telling me about the kind of stories of it Um, and then going into it. And I I have this such strong memory of um, watching 
TV in my bedroom when I probably shouldn't have done and having the volume down really quietly and seeing the um, TV advert for the Exist being it's going to be like on ITV uh, next Friday or something and it's been like it was the, it's the first time being shown on terrestrial TV since it came out in the cinema um, or, or for like 30 years or something like that it was like a big big thing that was happening and people being like oh and even the trailer for that scared me and I was like oh no <laughs> and I eventually watched it it's just like it stuck with me um, for so long so. <laughs> I, I think you know, when we go and see horror films, I think we we can only hope for reactions like you know as crazy as The Exorcist did, and like who wouldn't want to be out of screening where someone just like you know falls down and faints or something? Like, oh, yeah, quite good. Film. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think we can absolutely agree. It's a, it is a, you know, a, a haunting. If you know, we're calling possession sort of a an offshoot of of haunting if you like um however there is that part where she's um where she's in the kitchen isn't she and then the pazuzu face just flashes up a bit like that's a ghost sure exactly yeah yeah definitely (laughs) it's um i i remember uh towards the end of last year shudder released uh it was uh, the the countdown of like the hundred scariest moments and i I think it was um Edgar Wright was saying that one of the things that he found most affecting is that generally in horror films, it's people like running away from something and trying to escape or anything like that. With The Exorcist, you have to go up to it. Like it's yeah. just waiting yeah. there to to do its sort of, you know, dastardly deeds, if you like. Yeah. But you have to be the one who goes through the door and like steps into the demon's domain and stuff. And Yeah. And then something else that always sticks with me is the mark gatiss um was speaking about it and he was saying that the bit that got him was the fact that earlier on in the film caris is like he has an interaction with someone on the subway who says oh spare what does he say something like spare a dollar for an old altar boy or something yeah and then the demon repeats it back to him and he's like that's the bit that got me it's like that's so insidious not definitely but you know yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well old altar boys i mean i would be freaked out as well (laughs) (laughs) they've seen some serious shit (laughs) it's the scariest bit (laughs) i'm like oh gives you shutters (laughs) excellent stuff okay so we'll take the exorcist from you then alice fantastic the fifth DVDs or you know maybe box set I should ask you for for this one is what's your favorite horror TV show who um, would like to jump in on that oh, I'll Alice, take this it. one because it links into my previous answer um and it's the Exorcist TV show there's a TV show, uh, The Exorcist. Exactly. Yes, this is the oh thing. God, like, right. A couple of years ago on Prime or something, didn't they? It was. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think. It, I think it. It was. It's on Prime, and that's where it was kind of hosted. But I don't think it came out a couple of years ago. I think it's. It's a few years older than that, and it got cancelled after season two, and it's one of the biggest tragedies ever. Like it was just so good, and I haven't rewatched it, so maybe I was just loving it during that time. <laughs> I was, and it was actually like really bad and deserved to be cancelled, but in my mind, like not at all. It was like scary. It linked in to the movie as well, um, and it. 
it's got a sexy priest in it as well. So you know you can't go wrong with that. If you're a fan of Fleabag season two, it's got like like <laughs> it's got another sexy priest. Um yeah, and it's just like it's one of those things that I I'm so gutted that it just didn't get the kind of traction to kind of carry on because it was also left on a cliffhanger, which is really frustrating oh, as no, well. So I'm just well. like, I will never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic, and that's it's up there for me. Um, so you say it connects to the to the film. Is it like a continuation at all? Is it an, a direct adaptation? What what? It's so what it's it not an adaptation. It's um, so I have it's like a few well, probably like. 30, 40 years after the movie. So kind of um, Reagan is in it, um, not for a lot of it, um, but she kind of pops up and you're like, oh, okay, she's there. Um, yeah. And it, But it's it's centered, see, I can't even really remember what it was about now because it's been so long since I watched it, but it's centered around uh, two priests, um, one sexy, one not so sexy. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And there's a bunch of possessions that happen and they're trying to kind of figure out what is what is going on um, and what is happening. But yeah, it's it's brutal. It's scary. I think it's incredibly well acted. Um, yeah, it's it's such a shame. Like, That's I want amazing. It back. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I've, I've never actually heard anyone talking about that that show at all. Now that you've mentioned it, I think I remember seeing like the little icon coming up on Prime. A couple yeah. of times, and I've been thinking, oh, I wonder what that's all about. Because there's this weird sort of requel phase thing that we're in. At the yeah, minute. I wonder if it was just caught up in that. But I might give that a little yeah. look then if it, it comes think, highly recommended. Yeah. And I think the, the possibly the downfall of why people maybe didn't watch it is it is called The Exorcist. So mm. I think lots of people are probably like this is just going to be some rubbish remake or some requel. Um, but it, it's not that at all. Um, it's just called the exorcist and which might might have been its downfall really but <laughs> fantastic stuff all right well yeah i'm i'm 100 giving that a go um rebecca let's come to you favorite horror tv show um so this is more of a kind of horror comedy um uh, but mine would be garth Mangy's dark place oh my god oh, yes. <laughs> i <laughs> love this show <laughs> That's such a good pick. <laughs> yeah, so I've I like even though there's only one season, I've rewatched this season so many times. It's like my comfort TV, um, and also like it's really nice to see um, all of these really good comedians who are like quite famous now at the beginning of their careers. So you've yeah. got like Richard Ayoade, um, Alice Lowe, uh, Matt Berry. Um, and I just love it. Like, I feel like if you're into really shit 80s horror, it's just like the perfect parody of it. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, and he is, he is such an amazing parody of, uh, well, I guess it, he's basically just a piss taker Stephen King, isn't he? Like, I think there's one episode he yeah. says something like, you know, other writers, they use subtext, they're cowards. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting, actually, when you look back as you were reeling off the um, the 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 cast there, Rebecca. That you know we're all quite familiar with your Iowardies, your Matt Berry's, all that. They've all actually gone on to do quite good stuff within genre, haven't they? If you think about Matt Berry going on to do what we do in the shadows, and Alice Lowe doing Prevenge and Sightseers and all that sort of stuff, um, 
saying that, Iowardi, what's Iowardi done the genre? I mean, he's kind of known for being just a bit of a sci-fi nerd, isn't he? And a film nerd, but yeah, maybe not so much Iowardi. I'm realizing, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny. It's mm-hmm. it's such a brilliantly pitched piss take of you know just bad special effects and bad plot lines and it's oh incredible i love that show it's so it's, good so good um and also uh, goth Mangi's uh, recently brought out a new book um and uh, matthew honers who like plays goth Mangi's like been touring with it mm. and he's just so fantastic because he does not break character like i've seen some videos of people asking him the funniest questions um and he just like is so serious um and like he's it's such a strong character that when i was reading the book i couldn't help but read it in garth Marenghi's but my garth Marenghi's voice a hundred percent he's he kind of um occupies the space of you know similar characters like partridge and um uh, who else is it? David Earls, Brian Gittins for me. That I will, I could just watch them doing absolutely anything, and it would be really, really funny. He a hundred percent occupies that space for me. Yeah, Garth Marenghi. Oh my god, so I got so much to watch and catch up on. And watch <laughs> <laughs> We're not even halfway through. <laughs> All right then, uh, Luna. Same question to you. Favorite horror TV show. Mine's actually was actually directed for kids while well, teenagers actually. Um, so the because there are quite a few horror series that I've watched, but I've always kept horror in the film category because I find like I like watching a horror from start to finish. When you kind of have to watch the next episode, I kind of it definitely like I struggle to keep up with it. Yeah. But um, the one that I absolutely loved as a kid, and me and my brothers grew up on it, was Goosebumps. Yes. And um, yes. it's I to this day, we kind of would love to relive those moments of going back and rewatching Goosebumps. And actually, a lot of those episodes scared the hell out of me as a child. I mean, I was very young. I was like probably like between the ages of like I don't know six and mm. six and ten. So you know, I mean at the time all of those things are like terrifying i mean i i mean to be fair i do have a guilty pleasure like i actually enjoyed the movie they made um me too with, um with yeah, jack Bro- it. What, what, is it jack black what's his jack name black. Yeah. yeah um I, I enjoyed it i yes it was cheesy but generally i was like this is literally my childhood horror fan <laughs> yeah. like where it's like it, it's so it's so good and like you know for it for a teen horror like sh- like show I honestly think they did such a good job with it because like mm. the stories are so unique. They're so different. And, you know, if you actually read the books as well, I think they're brilliant. It's they definitely like such a great way to get into horror as a kid. Um, and they just, yeah, I think I don't think I'll ever get that same hype with a TV show basically than I did with Goosebumps as a kid. I could definitely like it's, I have such a like soft spot for it. It's one of those, those shows where, um, literally i was scared of the opening titles yes yes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah me too oh my god the dog with the glowy eyes that's eye. the bit yeah. <laughs> the yeah but now i'm like oh adorable <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, if, if, if i had a, it's like a lab dog golden retriever or something yeah it's it? a golden yeah. retriever i believe yeah if i had a glow in the dark golden retriever oh boy that's the high country <laughs> i'd love yeah. that 
excellent stuff. That, that uh, theme tune as well. I have to give a little yeah, shout out for the Goosebumps yeah. theme tune. Like, yep. it's so the good. The whole time that the whole time you were talking, Loon, it was just. Fantastic shout that one. How many series did they do of Goosebumps? Was there quite oh a my few? God. I feel like it probably I, wouldn't take you that long to get through them all, would it? Do you know what? I remember there being a, quite a lot of episodes because I, I never felt like I rewatched an episode. I always felt mm. like there was something new out. So I, I feel like there's a decent chunk of them out there. I mean, I, do you know, I never really thought about how many there were. Um, but I know they covered, they mainly focused on the ones that definitely were like the best sellers, especially mm. like the like the notorious one of the um, the doll, like the a ventriloquist doll i forget his name but like that like that one was like i think terrified a lot of people um was he called yeah, no, skippy skippy no. yeah, was yeah. That it's him? something it's something like that yeah yeah because because i'm sure does, that there was a talking doll in buffy that i might be misremembering i think oh, it is yeah. skippy and he, and he didn't like being called a dummy or a doll it's something like that he gets really like offended and to the point where he becomes violent and murderous <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah Luna, why do you like murderous dolls quite so much? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It's just because, <laughs> because you know, uh, do you know how people are like, you see those like collectors who collect like very like Victorian dolls and things mm-hmm. like, I love it. I think it's great. I, I don't have any <laughs> personally, but like when people are like, oh, I find that terrifying. I find it really weird. I'm like, I've never found it scary at all. I actually find it actually, there's something quite fun about it. Um, and I don't know the idea of like murderous dolls and stuff. There's something quite glamorous about it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there's definitely space for a, a modern take on it, isn't it? For a, absolutely a, a, a yeah. glam, glam murderous doll. That'd be quite good. Oh, Megan, hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolute like, icon. It was fine. It was just fine. Don't you don't don't I speak thought. ill of Megan. Come on now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that film. I would die for that film. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. No, I'm pleased that you're so vehemently defending it as as absolutely, absolutely welcome. Um, I I feel like it would be a good like entry level horror. I think. Yeah. I I pictured like 13 year olds at a sleepover. That oh, should we watch the scary? Great. It's perfect for that. Hundred percent. Definitely. I agree. Let's get into the sixth disc I'm going to ask you all for them. Which horror movie has your favourite jump scare? Uh, Rebecca, let's go with you first for this one, shall we? Yeah, so I think um, mine is in Audition. Um, There's a scene um, where Asami, who's um, kind of the antagonist, I guess, um, is sitting at home waiting for the phone to ring and then the phone rings and suddenly this like burlap sack starts just like writhing on the floor and I remember the first time I watched it, it absolutely <laughs> shit me up. <laughs> yeah, it's there's a horrible sound effect that goes with it. It's like there's a weird sort of gurgle to it, isn't oh, there? As it like yeah. jumps across the screen. <laughs> oh, as soon as you said on this, I was like, oh, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know, I would have I would have a hundred percent loved, I would have killed for this, like to just go and see it, not know anything about it just think you're watching some rom-com about this guy who's trying to find a partner and then just in the middle it's just like oh yeah and then this happens and then you yeah build it into the whole you know the dick, 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 dick. <laughs> that is minging. it's it's a fantastic scare isn't it but you, because you instantly know something's not right 
because she's sat on the floor and she's just staring. And then when the phone rings, it's just, yeah, here we go. And then, oh, God. Yeah, it's it's a really, really effective jump scare. It's a fantastic one, that. Yeah, and I feel like there's a feeling of, like, unease throughout the film. Like, it starts off like a typical rom-com, but then you get, like, snippets of things. And mm. then when that happens, that's when you're like, oh, shit, something's very, very <laughs> wrong here. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of like films purporting to be or shows whatever purporting to be one thing, and they're just having a hard change. Like, nope, it's actually this thing. Um, yeah, yeah. The only example that I can think of that springs to mind immediately now is from Dust Till Dawn, and that doesn't feel like a particularly oh. good example. I do like that film. I do that's, like that. It's it a good. I think it's a fun film. Mm, mm. That's all right, that one. But yeah, no. Okay, audition. That's a fantastic shout, Rebecca. Thanks very much. Uh, Alice, favorite jump scare. So I've picked this one because every single time I watch this film, it gets me. Uh, so, and it's, um, it's in Jaws and it's the scene when um, they're diving down to the sunken boat and then the kind of head bobs um, out. Uh, and I know it's coming. I've seen Jaws thousands of times probably now. And it, every time it makes me jump, <laughs> it's just, it's so good. And I've got good, good memories with um, watching this film as well. So um, in Brighton, where we, where we all live, um, there used to be a um, cinema on the beach, uh, really? which was always really good fun. And in the, in the summer they would show, only it would only pop, it was like a pop-up cinema that would happen in the summer. Mm. Um, and before they, Years and years ago, it used to be free entry and you just go and watch a film um, and it would be great fun. And they would show Jaws. So I had to go and watch Jaws sitting on the beach on a beautiful summer's day. You've got to. Yeah. And there was a woman who was like in front of me watching it. And it must have been her first time seeing it or at least <laughs> like she hadn't seen it for years. And when that scene happened, she absolutely shat herself. Like, <laughs> And it was so good to see because like, Jaws now it looks it looks a bit hammy and it's definitely dated right the shark looks a bit rubbish but it was so great to see that like this film like however old it is now came out in the 70s um just still having such an effect on people and still scaring them um and yeah that that scene it just always gets me every time every time I do a little jump <laughs> it is absolutely masterful isn't it? it's it's got to be sort of you know if you did a survey of films that had the most impact on people's fears or something because yeah. I'm sure at some point everybody has had a little moment where they go oh I don't know if I want to go in the water because they've seen yeah. yours and it, yeah. I used to have that myself you know and until I found out the cure for that is going and swimming with sharks is the only way that gets rid of it <laughs> no chance that's just that. never gonna happen for See, me like <laughs> that's the thing I I was a hundred percent in that camp and then last year I was like well this is the this is the best opportunity I'm going to have to swim with a shark. I'm just going to see what it's like, and it was just fine. They just sort of not yeah. asked. I just carry on swimming. Jaws is amazing. My wife was trying to argue the other day. That's not a horror film. Let me tell you a thing. I think you'll find it is. Very brave. Yeah. Going back to the kind of. Um, the beach the going into the sea thing like there was a drop in um people wanted to visit the beach and go like swimming at the sea during like the summer mm-hmm. when that movie came out I bet, yeah. and then 
with Jaws too, the reason why the tagline the tagline is just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water, and you know, like two years down the line or whatever, Jaws two came out. Um, That's got to be it's got to be contender <laughs> for sort of the best tagline ever, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. It, yeah, it's good yeah. marketing. Very good marketing. The um the other thing that I always it, it just it always crops up in my mind when I think about Jaws is um. I saw a campaign once. It was from like, I think it was from Australia or New Zealand or something, but there was like a mayoral election going on in this town. And there was this one candidate whose entire argument and entire marketing was built around this, right? It just said, the mayor from Jaws is still the mayor in Jaws 2. It's so important to vote in your local election. (laughs) That is fantastic. (laughs) I feel like that should be called upon in the general elections upcoming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Our traitorous government is still the traitorous government. (laughs) 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 Oh, fucking hell. Fucking Tories. Anyway, um, yes, Luna, let's go with your favourite jump scare then. Um, I think I... It's actually I have Alice to thank for this because like I kind of didn't really have a favorite because I don't really consider like a jump scare like oh I love this feeling of like jump- I don't know like um mm-hmm. but then I only I, then I I kind of looked at it a different way and it was thanks to Alice when we did the we um covered Alien um so there's the the infamous jump scare when um one of the characters is going through the vents mm-hmm. and you find kind of you get the, a very quick glimpse of the alien but the alien and the and to be fair i like it mainly because i find it hilarious and it's because of alice. <laughs> basically alice pointed out about how the alien basically for like the briefest of like seconds is basically jump scares this person to you know kill them but he they've got like jazz hands up and it's like (laughs) (laughs) and it's like surprise (laughs) and like to be fair since since then i've appreciated that clip so 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 much (laughs) and it's like because it is a scary bit it's i think it's the only bit in alien which i would say oh that but definitely like scares me or like Mm. freaks me out um but it is just so good and just that i can't i'm like there's no way in hell people can't rate that jump scare it's hilarious or great <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, funny, just, it's it's funny you say that Luna, because i i always thought of that one it, it kind of looks like he's just going yeah i guess a hug yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no jazz hands is a much better thing. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I it just made, I don't know. Just I feel like it just amplified my love for that that film so much more. So. Oh, I'm putting alien brackets, jazz hands. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there you go. That was part one of the drunken horror podcast coming onto the spooky shelf. It's a good chat, isn't it? It's a good chat so far. I'm glad you enjoyed it because there's more next week. Again, remember to subscribe to the Spooky Shelf wherever you get your pods and give us a five-star rating. You can find me at Spooky Shelf Podcast on Instagram or at Joe DeCaro. Uh, thanks very much to Cosmin Itchim for creating the incredible photography and artwork for this podcast and to Raul Coley and Mike Flanagan once more. They will one day, one day... I'll be back next week with part two of Drunken Horror Lot, putting up the rest of their spooky shelves. Have a lovely week, and I'll see you next time. 
you got some fucking nerve showing up around here. 